Hi, I'm Matt, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Hey, Mike. What's up, Matt? How we doing, bud? Well, it's another it's another time, another day. Long time no see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were at the seventh trumpet. Do you we, recall uh, that? Yeah, last week we hit uh, the end of the second terror or second woe. And the we, witnesses. And we ended rather abruptly. I think that was planned. So Yeah, we'll plan that. Yeah, and then the totally. seventh trumpet brings the third terror. Uh, and so we read in, in verse... Uh, chapter 10, how the seven thunders and the angel was talking about when the seventh trumpet blows, there will be no more delay. Right. And so this is where we are. And the seven thunders weren't written down. What they said. The seven thunders weren't written down. So we don't know what that is. Maybe that was actually dates and times and so forth or details, but whatever it was, we don't get to know about it. Also, in between 10 and 11 verse 15, we've had the three and a half years of the witnesses prophesying the word of God, and then they were killed, and they were brought back to life and taken up to heaven. And that's the 1260 days. Yep. And so okay. now, the seventh trumpet. Matt, would you do the honors? I would. The seventh trumpet brings the third terror. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. The 24 elders sitting on their thrones before God fell with their faces to the ground and worshiped him. And they said, we give thanks to you, Lord God, the almighty, the one who is and who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were filled with wrath, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people and all who fear your name. From the least to the greatest, it is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Then in heaven, the temple of God was opened and the ark of his covenant could be seen inside the temple. The lightning flashed, thunder crashed and roared, and there was an earthquake and a terrible hailstorm. An earthquake. They're very specific with There that. was an earthquake. Not like many earthquakes. It there was, was one. one. An earthquake. So like the whole earth shook? It's my funny. Mine says uh, in verse 19, there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. And the footnote for rumblings is actually or voices or sounds. So in this whole period of the seventh trumpet, there's worship happening. There's the kingdom of the world being taken over now officially, it says, by our Lord and of his Christ. 
and he shall reign forever and ever. This seems like the point where he says, I am taking the throne and it's over. And the angel said in, in verse 10, there will be no more delay. This is it. So is the seventh trumpet the sound of, like, this is the end. That's it. I'm sitting down, and we're going we're gonna to call, call it done. Okay, and then when it says here in 18, it is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people and all who fear your name from the least to the greatest. Yes. What are your thoughts? And then? it is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. So this is a, this is a, a call, a cry, a charge, uh, the get ready. Cause we know that further on in revelation is where the actual war is talked about. And here's where I have, I guess a lack of knowledge or just a curious mind is, well, do some of these things that John sees actually get taken out of his chapters and put on top of each other? Or, they're overlapping. Yeah. Right, I don't, are I don't they know. overlapping like an accordion or, or you know what I mean? I don't know. Reading it. That's not how I see it. I don't see it that way either. I, and then, I concur. And then, and then he doesn't say, Yes, or during this, or in this time, or I went back to no, it's always and then, like it's definitely a linear letter that he's writing about this prophecy. Okay, so if we were go to, to go back and speculate, so when the thun when the thunder, the seven thunders happens in in verse ten. Uh, yes, yeah, in chapter ten. Yeah, I'm, yeah, chapter 10, sorry. Right, so when the seven thunders happens, could we speculate that that's the rapture? Well, it doesn't. you can, but well, you can how, because, do you, how do you have any kind of proof that that's even close well, to the be, mark? Well, because when down here in 11, when it says, and now has come the time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people. Right. Okay, now hold on. So is everybody in that place then? I'm going to do what I love to do and say, what about verse 20? Chapter 20. Well, we haven't got there yet. Right. We're still trying to go in sequence. But in it's sequence. very important because it talks about judgment and the first resurrection. And so I always hesitate to say, well, it's take, it's take that's when we're taken up because we haven't read the whole message yet. And there's a very specific part in chapter 20 that really makes me question everything that I thought I knew. Right. Because once you read the whole thing in its entirety, you can almost be more confused than you were before. <laughs> <laughs> well, almost guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay, sure. All right. Well, then in heaven, the temple of God was opened and the Ark of his covenant could be seen inside the temple. Now, first of all, the Ark of the Covenant should be here on earth still. I don't know if I think it is or not. Okay. What makes well, you say that it should be? Well, and I, because. Indiana Jones said it is. <laughs> <there's> the, <laughs> there is the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. Yes, that's true. But 
it talks in the Bible about people being taken up, but it doesn't necessarily say about objects and something like that, taking that the ark was taken up to heaven. A man-made object was taken up to heaven. It was a man-made object that the presence of God sat upon. Correct. So, and I don't know. It just seemed like there might have been some mention of that. If that that was a significant thing, if the ark was warped, zapped up to heaven, maybe, maybe not. The presence of God leaves Israel in in uh, the Old Testament, and it definitely talks about him leaving and going east. They watch him leave. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know that either in that, you know. Well, no. it's just interesting, I think, that it actually mentions the Ark of His Covenant was seen inside the temple. Right. A man-made object. Well, and also, are we talking about the same Ark of His Covenant? Because what is the new covenant? The okay. covenant in the blood of Christ. This is the new covenant, which is my blood poured out for you. So what is the Ark of His Covenant now? So you're saying that was Jesus? I don't know, but okay. I don't know that it we can be. always go back to, because the law has been fulfilled. His covenant has been uh, completed. The first Old Testament covenant was, was uh, it's taken care of. The law was fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled that obligation. And so to say that that's the Ark of his covenant Specifically, it doesn't say the Ark of the Covenant. It says the Ark of His Covenant. Right. And so there's room for Jesus speculation say? in that it could be it could be Christ. Okay. And what is seen within His temple? I'm wondering. It's interesting. It could go. You could go either way with you it. You could. You could. And so we know that Jesus was taken up to heaven. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we we do know that. Okay. So, anyways. Okay, so let's see what happens. There we go. Chapter 12. Oh, man. Hold on. This is a really crazy one. So the woman and the dragon. Now, it seems to me this is metaphorical. We've had a small discussion about this, and we'll see where we end up with this. Okay. (laughs) Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. Then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns with seven crowns on his heads. His tail swept away one-third of the stars in the sky, and he threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. She gave birth to a son who was to rule all nations with an iron rod, and her child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where God had prepared a place to care for her for 1260 days. Then there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, and the dragon lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ, for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony." And they did not love their lives so much 
that they were afraid to die. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, O you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. When the dragon had... When the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But she was given two wings like those of a great eagle so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. There she would be cared for and protected from the dragon. For a time, times, and half a time. Then the dragon tried to drown the woman with a flood of water that flowed from his mouth. But the earth helped her by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that gushed out from the mouth of the dragon. And the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. Then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> Oh, listener. Oh, listener. Oh, my goodness. So that one, yeah, that's absolutely confusing. And we have a mention of the 1260 days again. Right. Is and it now, during the witness time or is it after yeah, the witness and, time? And it's, or is that a different 1260 that came before time? You know, I. Right. And then there's, there's also the time, time and half a time that comes after the, after Satan is thrown out of heaven. Yes. And that's also mentioned in Daniel. The time, 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 time and, and half, half a time. time. Yeah, but... So it seems odd that it wouldn't be... There would be relating to each other. But if you're taking on, on literal... This literally happened, <laughs> then the then the woman, the Mary, or who, that type of woman, yeah. gives, gives birth to Jesus again. And I, and I don't... Outside of what happened before. And that just doesn't make sense that that well, would... 1260 days doesn't make sense for a past event. That happened before our time because, well, it's been well after 1260 days since any so of the events. So, if this of was a metaphorical thing that happened when Satan fell from the, it was defeated when he rejected God. So now, yeah, you, I don't know. It could you, overlap with the witnesses, or it could. And this it could, could be, be a, this could be a, a prelude from beginning of before Eden. But how can that make sense with the specific time of 1260 days? Well, and it's coincidence. That doesn't, and if that, <laughs> if it is 1260 days, it doesn't match any of the timelines for the tribulation because, well, if it happened before time or if it happened, it doesn't match. You're right. And why would this have to happen? This, the, this birth with the, with the baby and. Who will the, rule with a rod of iron. Obviously that's got to be referencing Christ. And why, well, would, why and I do believe in- it does reference the one who rules with the rod of iron later in Revelation as we get clo- as we get going. Uh, I don't remember exactly where, but uh, it's yeah, it's definitely interesting. And we know that it can't be at least the war because then it goes and then. Right. Again. Right. The war that Michael and the angels wage upon Satan and his angels. It hasn't happened yet because, well, we know that through the the scripture, at least through the Old Testament, we see Satan walking around in heaven. He comes before the throne of God and says, hey, what about Job? And yeah, we, he has know? access to heaven and Job. So let's just, well, let's look at it one of two ways. 
what if it was, what if the is looking back and this was pre-Eden and this is a, a metaphor for what happened when, when Satan fell? Okay. But it can't because Satan hasn't been cast out before Eden. Well, because God created the earth and then something happened. Satan had to be cast out. But he hasn't been yet because Eden happened before Job. I know. But I'm not I'm saying just because he got cast out doesn't mean that he couldn't come back and But talk. it says that he can't. He's thrown out of heaven. There's no space for him up here anymore. And all the angels go with him. So I don't know that I can I don't know that I can put that together in my own mind. Well, if he fell out of heaven and he would had access to the garden. Yes. Okay. And then after the garden, he still had he still had access to heaven so he could go persecute Job. Yeah. He got thro- he got thrown out of heaven once. Well, and then, yeah. and then, but he was he was able to come back and talk and converse with God well, personally. We, and we we see, yeah. I don't. It's so confusing. That is that's a very confusing. And I thought I thought ten was confusing. Oh yeah, I knew the middle. The <laughs> 12, middle is even worse. Is even more the middle confusing. Is, is so hard. Okay, so I don't understand. know how you can say if that's literal, metaphorical, or both. But, but it's got to be. So it's it's important because I but, saw the sign in heaven. It's 1260 days. It's a time, time and half a time, which has been told to Daniel as well, going back to that. And I don't have the, I don't have the mindset to be able to put these together like that, which is probably the problem. And if they mention the 1260 days with the two witnesses, and then they mention right after that, the 1260 days with the dragon and the woman. Right. Well, doesn't, don't you think that's the same 1260? It could be. And they're running concurrent. And then possibly when the beast comes out to wage the war against her offspring. Maybe that's the concurrent part of the 1260 there, which still makes a little bit more sense for that specific situation, but not necessarily for the entirety. It would have been helpful the- had John written, oh, and by the way, all the while, the on other parts of the earth- Meanwhile, there's back the, at the ranch. Meanwhile, on other parts of the earth, there's this dragon and the woman. Right. That's happening at the same time, the two witnesses. And it could be. It could be. Well, it just seems that right after still, that, it mentions twelve sixty. It, I don't, I can't make heads or tails of the dragon and the and the and the woman. But but it doesn't change the pre, mid, post trib viewpoint at all. No, it really doesn't. Even if that overlaps, and you have those two twelve sixty time periods that are the same, are concurrent. Yes, then, um, I could see. I could see how those would match up being a spiritual event and a on earth event. And the end of the on earth event matches where Satan comes and he takes out his wrath against those who are, um, the ones who follow Christ. And also, when his tail swept away one third of the stars of the, in the sky and threw them to the earth. Now, didn't that happen earlier with the? Didn't that happen earlier with the seals? Uh, we'd have to go back and read that. Okay, and so yes, in Revelation eight. The sun is struck, and one third of the moon and the stars are black and do not give their light. 
So is that concurrent also, or are we saying those, that was a, you lose a third there and then you lose another third here. It's really dark. <laughs> Stars take a hit. So maybe that's how we start to overlap chapters. I don't know. Cause it seems to me that, but the witnesses haven't even shown up yet. And that on yeah. an eight. So you would have to, I guess you have to make an assumption. That's another third that are gone. I another third of the stars that are gone. It's the destruction of. Yeah. Everything. Cause that's with, that's with trumpets. That is the fourth trumpet. So the fourth trumpet has stars. Yes. And this part has stars. Correct. Hmm. Well, but the fourth trumpet doesn't have anything to do with the 1260 days. It doesn't mention so it. So I can't put the witnesses in the fourth trumpet when they obviously come after the sixth. If we're saying that the, this 1260 in this chapter and chapter 12 is the same 1260 that's right in the previous one. Well, and even so... You would think that it would be, though. Well, yeah, with the witnesses and the and the war, especially the coming war. right after it, it's the same twelve sixty. Meanwhile, I can, on, the, on the other I side can of the see earth, that yes, way more than trying to put it in with the fourth trumpet and those stars falling from sky. Right, another third of the yeah. stars. So go. I would say, yeah, it's it's starting to look pretty ugly. Okay, well, let's blast on through twelve because we. I I don't think that we're going to get the answers. I don't think we are either. And I want to also make a little note that you need to write down, uh, listener and Matt as well, for the child with the rod of iron. And it's also referenced again in chapter 19. So we'll get to that eventually. Um, But in other parts of the Bible, I know I've written, I've read that too. Yes. Come to rule with a rod of iron. But it's specifically talking about... Jesus. Right. So it's very confusing. Yeah. I know he's not born. I wish I had more answers on 12 and I just wish it wasn't confusing, but it just, it seems so (laughs) metaphorical and I can't see why, where Jesus would be born again. And that's by, so, and then snatched away unless it was a metaphorical thing that was before that was talking about the whole concept of Christ in, in, in general. Mm-hmm. You savvy? You see what I'm saying? I Oh, I do. I do. Okay. Keep reading. Here's 13. <laughs> the beast out of the sea. Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard. But it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshiped the dragon for giving the beast such power. And they also worship the beast who is as great as the beast. They exclaimed who is able to fight against him. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God 
and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Hmm. I'm going to stop there because there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. And and uh, very specifically, the... The last line there, here's a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. There must not be gone yet. Doesn't seem like any rapture's taking place yet on this one. And so... And we're deep into the next 42 42 months. months. So that would be the seven years total. Okay, so we're still... I mean, regardless of how you look at it, we had the 42 months of the witnesses, and now we're in the 42 months of the beasts. And that's the first beast... And it calls for the endurance of the saints. I don't care what we don't understand. That seems that seems pretty clear that it's not going to be, hey, you get to miss out on all this. Yes, this means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. So that sure seems like it says it in black and white. Plain as day. It seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that we're still kicking it we're here, still here. In, the, in, the, in the second three and a half. So, yeah, it's that's hard. That's how I start to, that's yeah, why I question that, that all is these hard. things. And that it, is hard. And it's hard to even fathom that, wow, I have to be ready. Be ready. Yeah, and it causes anxiousness. And you're like, well, you know, what if I'm not here and it's my kids? I don't, I don't want my kids to go through this. Yeah. Right. So, but that's what it says. Then the beast out of the earth. Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast and he required all the earth and his people to worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to the statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required... Everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. And many movies have been made about this. I have a footnote that's very interesting. Go ahead. Some manuscripts say it's 616. Interesting. Hmm. 
What manuscripts are those? I don't know. I'd have to do some research on that. I've never heard that before. I haven't heard that either. Here's here's a another point though. That's a side note. Sorry, side note. Anyways, the there's a lot of speculation in our day and age that we're at the end times, and that's kind of why we began to do this. Correct. Yes. And talk through this. Yes. I've also had a lot of people that are worried they're accidentally going to get the mark of the beast and then therefore be, you know, disqualified from heaven. Damned. Yes. Reading through this, and I've always stood on this, I do not believe it's going to be an accidental thing. It will be very, very intentional. You will have to make a choice as a believer whether or not to worship the beast and take the mark or pronounce Christ as Savior and Lord and reject the beast. I don't think there's going to be an accidental, oh, I didn't know that's what I was getting. You'll know. That's my belief. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to slip it in a vaccination. I don't believe they're going to do it on a chip that's talking about, you know, I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very, very clear on what you're getting and why. Right. And I can see, you know, it being a mark of one world government and digital currency, and you can't buy anything or sell anything unless you have this, but see, here's this chip in your hand or this mark that says, and and it could be, but what has all happened before they get to this point? We've seen some amazing, yeah, there's so many crazy things. things. The pits of hell have opened up. The, third of the earth is burned and the stars are falling out of two the sky. Of, you know, arguably two, thir- two I mean, thirds of yeah. the stars are gone. We've seen a war between the witnesses and the beast from the bottomless pit. We've seen another beast rise up with a mortal wound that is healed. It looks miraculous and that nothing can beat it. And then we have another beast show up speaking like a dragon, giving power and, and, and power and witness and signs to the first beast and everyone's told they have to worship it. Now, we can say that, oh, well, we wouldn't actually. It'll be a deceiving thing where we don't have to actually worship it. Really? Did you watch the Grammys? Where are we at as a society? We have satanic rituals happening on national TV. You don't want to say that we can get to a point where somebody's going to say you have to worship this image? I'm pretty sure we're on the way. I'm sorry, but I missed the Grammys. I didn't know that happened. Oh, it was... Ridiculous. Okay. I didn't watch it either, but I saw a clip. Anyways. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, well, that's, that's awful. I think it's going to be very, very clear. You are taking the mark of Satan and re- rejecting Christ. You are renouncing Jesus publicly, nationally, personally, everything in order to take this mark. And it's not going to be. Oh, well, guess what? I slipped this in and now you're, now you're damned. Okay. So let me ask you this, Mike. So Christians who take that mark are no longer Christians. Believers who take that mark renounce their faith and they're no longer, they're no longer believers. It seems to say they break the seal. so much. Well, and so that's why I say that because in Revelation, it also says that if you've taken the mark, you are no longer following Christ. And that's why I think it's going to be very clear. In Hebrews, we have kind of the same kind of a reference to those who are walking away from the faith. 
is talking about to the ones that are reverting back to Judaism right. and rejecting Jesus, the blood of the lamb, the right. one who died on the cross for all sins. And they're saying, no, I totally, and they're doing a ceremony that says, I reject Jesus. And so walking away well, in a sense is saying, I yeah, reject Christ. And that, and that chapter in Hebrews was where he was addressing those those Jews that said, hey, look, you saw Jesus with your own eyes. You saw what he did. And now you're still going back to the Judaism. And, and, and you know. And you know that you and you you saw you saw the son of God. Yeah, you but, know the right way. But there and is you purification were, rites. You were in Israel. You heard about all the things that they have to do as a follower of Orthodox Judaism. Right. The purification rituals, the cleansing. There was a part where it was, I renounce the blood of Christ and I wash this off of me. Oh my goodness. That's rejecting Christ. I believe it will be just as clear in order to take the mark. Wow. And that's my opinion. That's, that's how I see it. But I don't think it's going to be a, a trick where, oh, I just slipped this in and now you're in trouble because you weren't aware of what I was doing. No, it's, I think it's going to be very clear. Opinion of Mike. Yeah, that's that's heavy. That's heavy. But I, I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, don't get the mark, folks. Yeah. As well, tough as it is and as hungry as you get, you can't get the mark. No. And it's, I mean, this is where it starts to get very, very scary and very, very dark and ugly. And, and, and you know, the thing about it is, is we've went through how much of Revelation to even get to the point of the beast. Yeah. We're here at, at 13 and we're finally getting down to, to the point to of the no part return where it talks about the, seven years to, and the, to the place where you have to choose Yeah, and you get to choose and you'll get a choice. Everyone will get a choice. And he required is, everyone small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. And the interesting thing is this comes after the seventh trumpet. Yes. Which is where the angel said in chapter 10, there will be no more delay. And then the trumpet is sounded and heaven says, God has taken over the kingdom of the earth. It is now his. And this is after that seventh trumpet. Right. And well, this doesn't sound like it's his. It sounds like the beast is, is in control. It almost sounds like it's the charge to gear up for the war that's coming for the end of the end. The end of the end. Yes. Wow. That's deep. It's. Uh, and it's still confusing. It is confusing. It is confusing. And it, it makes you want to not be around for that. I don't. I, I you, don't. you don't. You want Jesus to come, but no one wants to go through all this stuff either. But that's, that's, I think that's the charge. Jesus says it over and over and over again. Always be ready. Always be awake. And it's about the relationship that we have in him. Because in, in him, we can get through this. If it's me, I can't. If I'm no. relying on myself, I'm done. But with totally. the power of the Holy Spirit, and just as Jesus says, when they drag you before those magistrates and those in the synagogue who are persecuting because of my name, don't worry about what it is you're going to say, because in those times, the Holy Spirit will breathe the words through you, just like Stephen when he was stoned. I can't imagine that that was a peaceful experience, but it says they looked upon him and his face looked like that of an angel. 
And so I don't know, you know, we have kind of small insights to how God steps into those moments with you. But I have to go back to say that revelation is really a call to get your relationship with Christ at a good point in your own life, because you're going to need him to get through life, especially absolutely the end. And the end times may be sooner than we think. We see crazy stuff every day and we never know it's scary, but I think it's important that we go through this. And I think it's important that we understand what we can about it and and at least talk about it. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk, forever about it <laughs> <laughs> seems like that's a good spot for us to stop today oh yeah so we're all the way through we're all the, the way through 13 beast. somehow and we're at the mark the mark of the beast the nitty-gritty so listeners put up I hope, or shut up yeah i hope you've been enjoying this and maybe again getting your own thoughts uh questions insights something that you would like to share with us shoot us an email a twitter um let us know let us know. Because there's really no right or wrong answer. There's no consensus online. Trust me, I've tried. Yeah, there's a lot of different yeah, opinions. Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, different opinions from different doctorates and Bible scholars and preachers and so forth. So, And then there's me and Matt. And then there's us. <laughs> two common guys just trying to figure it out. We love it. We love it. And Thank we love you, guys. you guys. Yep. God bless. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's Word to find out what it says and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com, on Facebook, Real Things That Really Matter, and on Twitter, at MMRealThings. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.